Merritt Street, we're building a new morning show where our guiding principle is to always value your time. We'd love for you to join us. Be part of our community. Each morning will be packed full of news, information, advice, and a lot of fun. And we promise we'll never waste your time. I'm Dominique Soxa. I'm Fanchon Stinger. Join us for Morning on Merritt Street. 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Essential Television. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. Two days after I had my daughter, he slept with someone else. Why men cheat? What if there was a way to find out if your husband was at risk for cheating before you married him? Could your man pass the monogamy test? Kind of slipped up and accidentally kissed someone else. How did you... Um accidentally kiss somebody. Plus, you might be able to spot a cheater just by looking at his hand. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. I know things are tough out there, but we can do this. If it matters to you, that's what I want to talk about. Ten seconds to end. Love you. Well, thank you. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Ready, camera five. Take track. Go, Dr. Phil. Let's do it. Here's a question for today. What if there was a way to know that your husband was at high risk of cheating before you married him? Would you want to know that? Yeah, well, there's been a lot of attention on infidelity in the media recently, right? Well, today we're talking about some of the reasons men cheat and if there are ways to determine if Mr. Wonderful was really just a hound dog. Now, there's controversial research that suggests that there is a so-called cheating gene. We're going to talk about what that means to you and your future relationships. Now, we have three men backstage right now. You, <laughs> you're probably wondering why they are wearing these funny hats. Well, what if I told you that a simple brain scan could tell some important information about your husband's potential to cheat? Now, these three guys agreed to be put to the test. The results may surprise even them. That's later. But first, I want you to meet Angela and Jose. Now, they have been struggling with his cheating, lies, and addiction to porn. Angela says if she knew her husband was going to be a cheater, she would never have married him. Take a look. I was married to Jose for three months before I found out he was cheating on me. I always have been the kind of guy to just hook up when something comes along. He was with his girlfriend while we were planning the wedding and even when he asked me to marry him. I was devastated and very angry. I gave my gun to my mom because I thought I was going to shoot him. I was out of the home for about five weeks until we decided to patch things up. After I took Jose back, I found out that he has cheated on me with numerous girls. I confessed to eight affairs. When I was married, it wasn't harder to cheat, but I felt the guilt. He's a chronic liar, and he's very good at it. I'm worried that I have a sexual addiction because I have a need for something stimulating. I don't think that Jose just has a cheating problem. I think he has a sex problem. One of my friends told me that they saw Jose in a sex tape punching some girl in the face. She was passed out and pretty messed up. It was me slapping my girlfriend at the time during sex. It was consensual. I know he's lying. He tries to have rough sex with me, and I think he's just trying to push and see how far he can go. 
I got Jose involved in Sex Anonymous because I thought he had a problem. Instead, it ended up being his excuse. He would use that as, well, you know, it's an addiction. I can't help it. That's a bunch of crap. The last year I have been faithful. The problem is pornography. I've caught him looking at porn and lying to me. I know I should have told you, but sorry. Well, why not just stop so you don't have to say sorry at all? It's easier for me to justify the pornography because it's not a real person. Unless I can see a complete change, I'm totally done. Okay, you're not optimistic as you come here today, right? No, not at and all. And how many times do you know that he's cheated on you since you've been married? I know about eight. My dad used to say, for every rat you see, there's 50 you don't. Right. If there's going to be any chance of reconciliation, rehabilitation, it's going to start with just being completely honest about this. Right. And she's got to know that you're being transparent. Are, are you saying that, that the only women that you've ever cheated with, she knows about? Right. When we started to work things out after we split up for the five weeks, that's the thought process, and it was basically just clean the slate. Okay, so you're telling the truth. Correct. At this point. Correct. And you don't believe that. Okay, well, that's a problem. You know the difference between right and wrong. You know that you made a commitment here and then you didn't keep it. Right. Eight times or more, depending on who you believe. So what's your rationale? What do you say to yourself that makes this okay? There is no rationale. Um, as no, 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 there is. Well, There's something you say to yourself at the time. It's either that, well, I won't get caught so nobody will get hurt or I don't care. Or There's something you say to yourself because this doesn't happen by accident. Like you said, no one will get hurt if I don't get caught. I only had guilt since we got married. Before that, I never even felt guilty about it. I felt that's how I was, and that's what a lot of guys did, and that was my rationale on it. How are you on impulse control in other areas of your life? Are you a, are you a risk taker? A risk taker, yeah. I mean, do you drive fast? Do you do things on the yeah. edge in your life? Yes. Are you? He doesn't think. He just does things, and then afterwards, goes, well, I'll deal with it. Is it possible, in your view, that there's some kind of issue that makes it impossible or at least very difficult for him to inhibit his behavior, to control his impulses? I don't doubt that, you know, he obviously has some issues, but I don't think a pill or something is going to fix that. I think he's immature and he doesn't realize what he's doing to his wife and his child. And are you being honest with yourself? Yes. At this point? Yeah. Because you, you told us you went into good guy mode around your wedding. Right. But you had a bachelor party. Correct. You had a stripper at the bachelor party. Correct. You tried to sleep with the stripper. But was too drunk. She spent the night and didn't leave until 1230 the next morning, so. Okay, so if you hadn't been too drunk to sleep with the stripper, you would have slept with the stripper. And right. that's your good guy mode that, that you went through because you were, because of this rite of passage into marriage? No, not that not included. Okay, so it started after right. the bachelor party when you tried to sleep with a stripper. Um, Two days after I had my daughter, <clears throat> he slept with uh, someone else too. Two days out, when she was two days old. True? Uh, no, didn't sleep with someone, but something happened, yes. Well, we weren't actually talking about Right. Sleeping. <laughs> well, you were, we didn't mean you napped with somebody. Right, no, I, I understand the question. You, you were 
sexually involved with somebody Correct. two days after. Correct. You get that that yes. is a, a heinous violation. Correct. She's having your baby, and she's home post-surgical, post-birth, and you're out with somebody two days later. Tell me about the porn. That has become a problem, and she's made it clear that uh, that's, you know, she's not comfortable with it, but it's something I keep on slipping up on and then lying to her about, and it's, I don't know, it's kind of what I'm using now for stimulation, I guess. Here's the thing. If this is your proclivity and what you enjoy to do, why not just get a divorce and then just go do it? It's not what I want. I mean, I know that it's what I've ran to and what I've, how I've acted, but in the big picture, I want the family and I want to stop this. So you really want to have this. Right. Do you want to have that? Very much. I want it for her. Are you staying in this because of her? I love him. Even after everything he's put me through. How do you feel when you see the pain in her. Horrible. I'd say maybe I'm a little more numb than your typical person would be, but I, I definitely, I feel horrible when I, I see her hurt like this. Because you see, a, a real antisocial personality is, they're only sorry that they got caught, right. not sorry for what they did. Right. So are you sorry you no, got I'm caught? No, I'm sorry for what I did, absolutely. I mean, you've sent her out of town so you could cheat. You do this in a premeditated way. You, it's not like this is just impulse, whoops, I hate it when that happens. You, you, you design this, you plot this, you set this up. And he watches porn and our daughter's on the couch next to him. A week ago, he took pictures that he had of his ex-girlfriend and burned him on a disc and put him in his car so he could have him for later. That doesn't sound like it would go into the good guy mode category. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. You say, well, porn's better than cheating. No harm, no foul, right? You have no, I'm a not saying no harm, no foul. Well, you have a daughter. Right. And you're watching somebody else's daughter. This isn't a victimless crime. You're watching someone else's daughter right. be exploited. I tell you, I've been doing this a long time. She's got one foot out the door. And you're either going to really man up and deal with this, or you're going to be cheating on somebody else because she's going to be out of here, true? That's why we're here. Well, and I give you credit for being here. So, is Jose choosing his behavior, or is it possible that his brain is actually wired to cheat, and he's kind of a passenger on this runaway train? We're gonna talk about that when we come back. Today I'm going to try to find out if we can fix my sexual addiction. These images are very clear and are going to be very helpful in us developing a plan to help Jose. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. The man that you're married to raped two women. He through. raped one woman and had an attempt to rape. What is your point? Sex offenders. You molested a three-year-old little girl. Living next door. Can't live within 2,000 feet of a park. His house is 155 feet away. The parole says it's not his residence. What the hell is it? Are you safe? You still have urges. Yeah, but they don't have any strength to them. You should not be let out of prison. That's tomorrow.
Jose called his dad, and his dad was like, you know, son, that's what men do. We're here to spread our seed, and women are there to make a home. So don't feel bad if you can't stay faithful. That's how we're bred. Well, we're talking about cheating. Now, today we're talking about why men cheat. Jose says his own father allegedly cheated on his mother, so he has a family history of this. Do, do you think that that value was implanted in you by modeling and by what your father said? I, it could be a possibility, I don't know, but it was something I saw growing up as well. If something doesn't happen, something dramatic to change the flow of what's going on here, are you gonna cheat on her again? I, I tell myself no. I, I, my track record has said yes. I haven't for over a year now, but um, the problem has been, like I said, the pornography kind of taking place of that. Some say, uh, that it's now possible to identify brain patterns that can be a factor in predicting a man's risk of cheating. So we had one of America's top brain imaging experts take a closer look at what's really going on inside Jose's head, his brain. Take a look. Today I'm going to the Ammon Clinic to try to find out if we can fix my sexual addiction and see if it has something to do with my brain function. How long has it been a problem for you? since I've been sexually active. Jose has a lot of issues. I mean, one, being unfaithful to his wife, repeatedly. In talking to him, there were also a number of other things, like his need for speed and the excitement-seeking, adrenaline-junkie behavior. I used to headbutt things, kind oh, of for no. fun, through doors, walls, cans, bottles. He was a headbanger, on top of which becomes really important to me. To evaluate Jose, we're going to do a brain spec study, looks at blood flow and activity patterns. What we do is we take a very special medicine, inject it into a vein in his arm while he's taking a concentration test. He then lays on a camera table where this very sophisticated imaging equipment comes close to his head and takes a picture of where the activity is in his brain. When we put it together, we can come up with a great treatment plan for him. I am so excited because these images are very clear and are gonna be very helpful uh, in us developing a plan to help Jose stay faithful in his marriage. Author of Change Your Brain, Change Your Body, Dr. Daniel Amon says you can tell a lot by a man's brain, especially when it comes to cheating. So doctor, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Let's take a look at what a cheating brain looks like in comparison to a non-cheating brain. And tell us what we're looking at here. The red indicates the most activity. Okay, and the in blue the is a lower activity. And, and blue is average activity. Okay. And so on a healthy scan, you see the red at the back part of the brain. Dr. Amon told us we couldn't have chosen a better brain to look at for this example because he says Jose's brain does fit that of a sex addict or a cheater, correct? Yes, in fact, what he has is a combination of problems with impulsivity and compulsivity. Now, in his history, I could tell that because he has a lot of alcoholism in his family history. And what we've seen is that puts people at risk. Well, if you look at the arrow at the top, that's a part of his brain that's involved with gear shifting. So what that means is Jose gets stuck on things. And then if we look at the scan on the right, you see the holes at the top. That means he's got very poor brake function. 
So he can come fixated on something and it doesn't have the ability to stop. This would be involuntary on his part, this, this tendency of the brain. Yes. Okay. Now, another significant factor in Jose's brain was injury. Talk about that a little bit. He used to headbang things. Plus, he did mixed martial arts. If you look at the scan on the left, the arrow is pointing to the front part of the brain. He's got this big dent. The scan on the right is showing the back. So he's got problems in the front and problems in the back. Head injuries are hugely involved in decreasing the function of your frontal lobes, which is the break for your behavior. It's a piece of the puzzle, maybe about 30%. What's your reaction to all of this? I bet if they did my brain, it would be pretty close to the same thing, but I can control it because I care more about my daughter and her family than just myself. What's your reaction to this? I was really excited to find out these results. It's odd to hear somebody say, oh, I'm so glad to hear I've got brain damage, thank God. Right. <laughs> this gives you yeah. a pass. It's like, hey, what, what can I tell you? I, my, my brain's not right. Right, but the, what I'm thinking more is that there might be, this could be a key to helping change it. Can he be helped? Are there things that can be done to improve this situation? Absolutely. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the top two things that he can do to stop this cheating, and we're going to find out why you might be able to spot a cheater just by looking at his hand. We'll be right back. I'm going to be a dad. You just missed a contraction. <laughs> we're going to have a baby girl. She's here. The littlest McGraw is going to make her first appearance on this stage. Avery Elizabeth McGraw. Is this not the cutest baby you've ever seen? Oh. I'm just saying. Avery's arrival in just a few days. Um, I think men are wired to cheat because, uh, no, I guess they're just made that way. I mean, they're like animals. They just think they can have sex with whoever they want. I think some men are just born to be cheaters. Others just don't know how to be cheaters. Everybody cheats on everybody. Okay, what if there was a way to find out if your husband was at risk for cheating before you married him? Now, would you want to know? Now, Dr. Daniel Lehman is here, along with the author of Insatiable Wives, Dr. David Lay, also, Claremont University's Dr. Paul Zak and author of The Male Brain, Dr. Luann Brizendine. Let's start with the genetic factors and what some are calling the cheating gene. Talk to me about this. So, you know, scientists got really excited a few years ago when they found that <clears throat> voles, the prairie vole version, who's a very monogamous stay-at-home dad, helps with the pups, and then his cousin, the Montaigne, who's a promiscuous kind of hit-and-run guy, the guy who was monogamous, the Prevel, has a very long version of the vasopressin receptor gene, but his cousin has a short one. Now, they found this also in human males. The ones with the longer one, the one that's monogamous, actually their wives report they have better and long-term marriages, and the guys with the shorter one are more likely to be bachelors and promiscuous. The brain is about a third of it. Genes are about a half of it. Well, there's still stuff left. Biology is not destiny. It's a piece of it, but it doesn't control our choices. And the modifiable piece is oxytocin. So oxytocin is this binding chemical that we found causes you to trust other people. Okay, everybody at home just glazed over. <laughs> uh, really, we're talking about vasopressin receptors and oxytocin bonding and all of this. 
I mean, what does this all boil down to is the question everybody wants to know. Let's talk about the finger test. Who wants to talk about the finger well, the test? male, let's see yours. Let's uh, going to reveal <laughs> yours, Dr. Phil. In a male, if he had larger testosterone amounts in utero and in puberty, this ring finger grows longer than the index finger. Yours are kind of nice because yours are more, yours are a bit more balanced. Actually, this one is a little more on the feminine. <laughs> yeah, you got one more on the feminine side. But the <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe why you're so G good give at Give her the hook. <laughs> so that well, is. Well, say something nice about that's that. Right, that's, that's the indication that's why of maybe intuitive. being that's why intuitive. I'm, yeah. Let's see the hands, there boys. There we go. Okay, yeah, yeah. Very okay, big. okay, let's see. All right. Ah, uh, so, yeah. Uh, okay, right. yours is longer, right? Yes. Which is more of a male yeah. uh, thing. Yeah. And it goes along with some really nice male tendencies. But people also, they, they are more likely to cheat, not me, of course, but uh, of course. Um, they have higher heart disease. And that it goes along with more trouble, more likely to have ADD. It's a cheap, cheap <clears throat> test to figure out how much testosterone you've been exposed to. Because you know every woman in America is checking her husband's hands out when <laughs> he gets right, home right. today. I've already seen it. I, I've already seen it out here. How is yours? He's doing good. Yeah, no, yours is longer. <laughs> oh, hold on here. Were you out here telling her that was okay? Yeah. Okay, you, you were telling her what? I said, that's okay. It's supposed to be like that. Well, no, look at this. See, this would be an example, right? Right here. So you know that you have some explaining to do. Okay, now, did, did, did you guys check that to see where you were on your hands? And Jose, where is yours? My ring finger's actually a little bit shorter. Yeah, it's a oh, little bit. No, that's not shorter. A little longer. Yeah, yeah that's a little longer. This is a predictor, though, not just of sexual behavior, but of lots of testosterone-related behavior, including aggression. Back in the Middle Ages, this same test was used to predict who was a werewolf or not, because testosterone also predicts aggression, facial hair, body hair. Dr. Amon, you also talk about the physiological factors that if a male is well endowed, that they tend to be more sexually active because that's an indication of testosterone? Right, it's the same thing. So women, when they're dating someone, they don't need to um, take off his clothes, they just need to look at his hand. <laughs> but so many women go, oh, I want a man that's well endowed. And that may not be the best thing for you if you want someone who stays home. We can talk about the genetics, the physio, but the truth is that environmental behavior, what you're exposed to, role models, opportunities, temptations, all of those things are a huge factor as well, well correct? The brain can absorb so much in terms of changing it based on how you're raised, what the ethics of your family are, how your father behaved. You're saying that Jose, for example, has a breaking problem, and Angela, you're saying but th that there's a huge environmental just choice factor mm -hmm. here. He said it was 30%. I want to know how to fix the other 70% along with the 30%. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. You have to fix all of it together. But if you miss the brain piece, it won't work. I think for women to understand that this is what's running the train and running the engine is really helpful. It's not giving the guy a complete pass. Well, and, and that's the whole, we got to take a break, but that's the whole question. Is monogamy really possible or is it just not natural? And is sex addiction for real, or is it just an excuse for cheating? That debate when we come back.
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. ridiculous way to try to admit you're wrong. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you like sex, you like sex. I think there's sex addiction, just like any other addiction. It feels good, so people want to go after what feels good. I don't think there's such a thing as sexual addiction. I think it's just an excuse. If there was, I think everybody would be addicted to sex. I think monogamy is completely possible because as a uh, previously non-monogamous male, uh, I'm monogamous now, and it was by choice. Uh, and do I think humans are naturally monogamous? No, I think it's work. I think you have to, I think naturally we're not. Well, why do men cheat? And is monogamy natural? I mean, that's what we're talking about today. And there are lots of factors here. Dr. Lay, you also mentioned facial asymmetry. One side of the face oftentimes doesn't entirely match. The more the same it is, the more it is an indicator to women that that man has high genetic value. Men whose faces are more similar have greater numbers of partners because more women want to have their children. And women want to do that right before ovulation, too. The 48 hours before ovulation, they'll choose a man who is more symmetrical to have a fling with. So be careful of the better-looking, balanced sort of face. Right before ovulation. That's Absolutely. That's, 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 yeah. Okay. Those men are the alphas. Those men are the ones that are out there hunting. So, to impregnate. They have female. great genes, but they're going to cheat on you later on. So for those of us that are lopsided, it's a bigger problem. So all right, let's talk about monogamy here. Is monogamy natural or is it not? I don't think so. I mean, if you look at the way in which our bodies are made, our bodies are designed to not be monogamous. Male and female sexuality evolved like in an arms race. Each man and woman trying to control whose genes and whose eggs and whose sperm made the babies. If you're in a committed relationship, a man's testosterone falls. It's easier to bond. When you have children, your testosterone falls further. If you have girl children like me, I'm a complete girly man because I'm picking out little dresses, right? So this system is modifying to the environment that you're in. So you may be born with a non-monogamous brain, but you can modify this through exposure. And you say a healthier brain, Dr. Amon, is more conducive to monogamy. Absolutely. If that's your choice, to be monogamous, when your brain works right, you are able to follow through on the goals that you have. Is sexual addiction legitimate? You see a celebrity gets caught, all of a sudden they've come down with sexual addiction, they run to rehab, uh, which is away from interviews and media and all of that, but is this just an excuse? or does science support sexual addiction? The addiction part of it for the dopamine rush in the brain is similar to being on drugs. The compulsion to do this and get the rush from it for some men becomes very much a habit. You're skeptical. I'm skeptical because you can modify the system 
through family exposure. So if Jose is spending a lot of time with his wife and his family, changing his daughter's diapers, that will reduce his testosterone levels, let his bonding hormone oxytocin kick in, and you can change his behavior. But Dr. Lay, you're beyond skeptical. You say uh, yeah. it's bogus. I, I don't believe it. It doesn't happen in other countries. It happens when people get in trouble. It is men trying to find a justification for behavior they've engaged in for thousands of years and now is not socially acceptable. Jose's behavior 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 100 years ago, no problem. Now it's not acceptable. And all of a sudden, sexual addiction exists? Where did that come from? One of the things to determine whether something is a, is a genuine syndrome is if it's cross-cultural. Absolutely. And you're saying this is not cross-cultural. Because you go to morality. France or Italy or whatever, different ballgame. Absolutely. This is just about our Western values towards sex. But our diagnostic manuals say that if something's getting you in trouble in your life, then that is ranging in the level of being a habit and addiction and gets a diagnosis. That is okay, the definition. Now, like wait a minute. There was a time in our society where, like along around when the Beatles were out in the early 60s, where guys started having long hair. That created a lot of disruption in their lives. That created a lot of problems. But was that a syndrome or was it just something where now uh, we can have long hair? I think infidelity, that's right. Infidelity causes you more trouble than long hair. Let me ask you guys, do you believe that sexual addiction is a genuine addiction by applause. If you agree that it is, applaud now. Okay. Perhaps you didn't hear the questions. No. Uh, if, you, if you say no, it's bogus, it's an excuse, applaud now. Oh, okay. Dr. Amon, you think it is legitimate. Most of the audience disagrees. Well, it doesn't mean they're right just because they disagree. No, uh, and it doesn't mean you're right because you, you have a position because you've got learned colleagues that disagree. Absolutely. I have seen it ruin people's lives consistently over a long period of time. And I think it's going to get worse because as we're stimulating our kids over and over with all the video games, their brains are becoming overstimulated and it's going to take more and more pleasure in order for them to feel anything at all. And we're seeing sex addiction go up, we're seeing gambling addictions go up. I think we need to be very concerned about the environment we're growing our kids' brains in. All right, now we know there are indicators that certain men are at high risk for cheating, but is there anything that you can do about this? I mean, if your husband comes home today and you check his fingers and... <laughs> They don't line up the way you want them to. Are you just on a runaway train, or is there something you can do about it? We're going to talk about that when we come back. His wife charged him with assault. I spent 10 months in jail based on a false charge from Deborah. When he got out... The police put me in handcuffs and arrested me. He got his revenge and then disappeared. He apparently had gone to Alaska and was working on a crab boat. You get these emails saying he's drowned, and then two weeks later, you get a phone call saying, I'm not dead. It was all planned so that he would not have to appear in court. Thursday on Dr. Phil. A dead husband returns. You filed a false police report to get her arrested. I did. And a real mystery unfolds. Did you fake your death? No, I did not. Were you in Alaska? Yeah, absolutely, I was in Alaska. 
so many questions. How long did you work up there? I was a few weeks. How'd you get back? Um, I think I came back into Seattle. So many twists. Do you remember borrowing $160 from your boss? I do. How could you be in South Carolina depositing this man's check if you're getting killed up in Alaska? The truth. You have emotionally devastated me. And the lies. You were never in Alaska, right? Will all come out. I am going to ask the questions till I get the answers because I think you deserve the truth. All new Thursday. Closed captioning provided by... The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. We've been talking about why men cheat. But what a lot of women out there really want to know is if your husband is at risk of cheating, is there anything that can be done about it? Dr. Amon, what do you say about a case like Jose intervention-wise? If he's in enough pain, he'll like go, okay, I need to do something about it. And you can do it through certain supplements, certain medications. We have a treatment technique called neurofeedback. If you're drinking, you're at more risk to cheat. If you don't get enough sleep, if your blood sugar goes low, that drops activity in your frontal lobes. Dopamine will help raise his frontal lobe function so he'll have better impulse control, and you can do that with medicine. You can also do it with things like green tea, serotonin. You can do that with medication, uh, but you can also do it with supplements like 5-HTP. You drink caffeine? Caffeine, yeah. Energy drinks? Yes. Coffee. Bad news for somebody with impulse control disorder. You definitely want to stop hitting yourself in the head. That stopped a long time. No, seriously, I mean... He played this party game of who could put the biggest hole in the wall with your head. That's crazy. You're saying, yeah, okay, got you. You can't tell me that he doesn't have the ability to grow up, man up, mature, and stop doing this. I'm not saying I don't think that there's sex addicts. I'm saying I don't think he is one. The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So you, you clearly are at risk here. I'm not going to tell you that you're not. But he's also creating a new history. And every day that he doesn't offend in some way, that's a new day that predicts another day. You need to be involved in some therapy because a big part of what you're doing is just flat-out immaturity. If I stay with him, I want to get a lie detector every three to six months because I cannot believe anything he tells me. He's here. He's, this is not where you come to try to pull the wool over your wife's eyes. You've got to give him credit. Mm -hmm. He's on the Dr. Phil show, for God's <laughs> sakes. You're not ready to quit. 
I can tell you're not ready to quit. You would have withdrawn your emotions and said, I have no unfinished emotional business here. And I, I don't sense that. I think you're very much in love with him. I do think that you believe you owe it to your daughter to at least make an effort to fix this. And if you didn't want to do that, you wouldn't be here. Do you have the right to divorce him, put him out of your life, and never see him again based on what he's done? There wouldn't be anybody in the world that would fault you. But I don't think you've ever had more information or more momentum in the right direction than you have right now this minute. You have a focus from him in being here that you've not had before. This isn't the time to suffer, 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 start getting information and momentum and then quit. Now, you may want to quit soon. I, I don't know. But I think what you need to do is allow some things to happen. Let's allow Jose an opportunity to do some things neurologically, physiologically, psychologically, behaviorally, to see if he can be worthy of your trust and commitment. Let's put the two of you into a, a couple's therapy where you can make certain that you've been heard that he gets what he does to you when he does this, that you have an opportunity to define a, a new definition of marriage. And I will make those resources available to you immediately. We, we will we'll find that, that person or persons to sit down with y'all and do that. Give it whatever you can invest. If it's a month, if it's three months, and you need to understand, you do this again, I can tell you, I've been doing this a long time, she's gone. So you need to know when you do that, you're making the choice to, to end this. But having what you've got going at this point, is it worth a look? Yes, for, especially for our daughter, I'll do whatever it takes. Okay. We have three men waiting backstage to find out if they're high-risk cheaters or not. <laughs> We're gonna take their hats off and bring them out here next. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by... Isn't that Raquel Welch behind those foster grant sunglasses? It is. And now I wear my foster grant reading glasses. Prescription quality and affordable. I'm still behind my foster grants. Travel consideration provided by... Women never stop moving, and we want to look good doing it all. So don't settle for a man's bracer support. Use Wellgate ankle, knee, and wrist supports designed for women. Made to fit the power of women. Wellgate. in the audience, call 323-461-PHIL or email us at drphil.com. Well, if there was a way to know if your husband or boyfriend was prone to cheating, most people would want to know. We decided to put three men to the test. Christopher, Shondell, and Anthony all agreed to a brain scan at one of Dr. Amon's clinics. Now, let's start uh, with Christopher. Now, Christopher told us ahead of time that he had only cheated once, and it was only a kiss. <laughs> right? Right, that's correct. And did she believe that? Uh, she did not find out. <laughs> um, it was back in college when I was younger and kind of slipped up and accidentally kissed someone else. Felt absolutely horrible about it. Help me with this. How did you um, accidentally kiss somebody? <laughs> <laughs> 
well, it starts with alcohol, uh, <laughs> and which oh, leads okay. to bad decisions, which leads to um, So you accidentally <laughs> got stupid. What did we find with Christopher here? Actually, Christopher had a very nice-looking brain. We did a study called QEEG, or quantitative EEG, where the CAPS were looking at the electrical activity in his brain. What we found is his brain was just virtually normal. Looking at a brain, you can't tell that, so, that that brain is in somebody that's going to cheat. What you can do is say their brain pattern is very consistent with a whole lot of people who did. Correct. What we see in the scans is, are you more likely to be impulsive? Are you like, more likely to be compulsive? Because then you are more likely to have behaviors like cheating. Okay, so you did well here. You, you <laughs> passed so. the brain test and didn't even study for it. That's right. You just, uh, so <laughs> so that was good. All right, now, Shondell, on the other hand, says he's a player. <laughs> now, he says he knows how to read women. He has cheated on girls before. In fact, he likes them in different cities so they don't find out about each other. <laughs> and you don't have to keep all of this straight. So let's talk about his brain. What did you, what did you find here? He had very low <laughs> overall Here's your activity. Brain up here. Has he had some sort of toxic exposure? What has gone <laughs> <laughs> that has caused this low activity? And the cheating may be a way of him trying to stimulate himself so he feels more alert and more alive. So Are you surprised about this? Um, no, not really, because you know I, I know what I'm doing. You know, like here's the thing: I I like to please women, so. <laughs> You know, you know, I like to give them what they want, but I just can't stick to one. That's just, that's just me. You know, I want, I, I feel like I have to share what I have with the world. So, that's you're, how just, I feel. you're just a giver. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, now we saved the biggest surprise for last. That's Anthony, who is the only one who says he has never cheated. In fact, he believes it's just plain wrong. Why do you feel that way? I, because I mean, your neighbor here. It just feels like he's just kind of an ambassador yeah. of, of trying to give to people. Pleasing the world over here. That's right. Yeah. So, but you think it's wrong? Yeah, I do. I feel like when I make a commitment, it's a commitment for a reason, and you're with that person to love them and take care of them. And if I can't do that, then it's not going to be a commitment whatsoever. So, yeah. I wouldn't do that. We heard what his mind said. What did his brain say? He played football for about 10 years, had evidence of a brain injury, especially to the left front side of his brain. So I would say he would be more likely to be a cheater, but it doesn't mean you will be, because there are all the psychological, social, spiritual factors that can help control behavior that you're at risk for. What this does is it tells you who might be higher risk or more likely to cheat, it doesn't tell you who will. Correct. Because we still have the free will, we still have the choice. It may be a steeper hill to climb to control those impulses for Jose or, or Shondell or someone, but that doesn't mean they can't. It's just a different challenge for them than it might be for someone else. I mean, we have this idea we all have 100% free will. And I just don't think that's true looking at scans. If you have damage, well, now maybe you have 70%. And then if you get drunk, now you have 20%. And then when you pour alcohol on it. So, I mean, you may have brain injuries that you don't know about, and you go out at night and get you a big old bowl of that loudmouth soup, and pretty soon you're making all the wrong decisions. So it's a bad combination. We'll be right back.
You can always stop by DrPhil.com 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There you'll discover more on today's show and learn life strategies. Well, I think this has been an interesting discussion, and I want to thank Drs. Amen, Brizendine, Zach, and Lay for being here today. Thanks for all of y'all's insight and understanding to this. And thank you to Amen Clinics. I really appreciate you doing this work with these guys. It, it's great. If you're interested in getting tested, they can do brain imaging at locations across the country. Now, the cost is $1,000, or you can try the brain wave scan, and it's like 600 bucks. You can get a DNA test to check for the cheating gene, and that's 99 bucks. <laughs> we'll have all this information for you on drphil.com. If you want to send me your comments on the show, email me at drphil.com. You can visit my blog at blog.drphil.com, or you can send me a tweet via Twitter. Thanks for being here. So long. I think this has been an interesting discussion, and I want to thank Drs. Amen, Brizendine, Zach, and Lay for being here today. Thanks for all of y'all's insight and understanding to this. And thank you to Amen Clinics. I really appreciate you doing this work with these guys. It, it, it's great. If you're interested in getting tested, they can do brain imaging at locations across the country. Now, the cost is $1,000, or you can try the brain wave scan, and it's like 600 bucks. You can get a DNA test to check for the cheating gene. And that's 99 bucks. <laughs> we'll have all this information for you on drphil.com. If you want to send me your comments on the show, email me at drphil.com. You can visit my blog at blog.drphil.com or you can send me a tweet via Twitter. Thanks for being here. So long. Thank you.